You're listening to The Bears Beat on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. I'm James Munster. Josh Toot. And this is our last show of the semester, Josh. It's been a long ride, but here we are. Finals week. How stressed are you? You can I'm be getting, honest. No, I'm getting there. We're, we're getting them done, Josh. I don't feel that stressed anymore. Neither did I. You saw me at the lowest of the lows last semester. Last week, excuse me. Do you remember when I was working on that 18-page research paper? Yeah, that's, that's a lot of pages there. You know, I know no one asked out there, but you're going <laughs> to find out how many pages I've wrote worth of work in the past two weeks. I counted them all up, 64 pages worth of work That's actually in the insane. past two weeks. And you know what the funny part is? None of the professors graded them yet. That's, I mean, my, that's my biggest pet peeve. Like, I, I always wonder, do professors just, are they forced to assign this work? Like, like due to the, um, like due to like the chair of the organize of like the college, or like do they just want to assign all that work? I think it's I think it's the chair, or like the curriculum, like they have to assign that much work, and like I feel bad for the professors in a sense too, because you know they don't want to grade all that work, like you know, but yeah, it's it's tough. So to our fellow Golden Bears that are out there, good luck on your finals. I don't know what else to say. We're getting through it. Today's only Monday. We've got a couple of days left to go. But Friday, Friday. Do you know okay. that song? Okay, let, yeah, let's not do that. But anyways. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, looking, fo- I'm to looking forward to Friday. So we're, You're listening to The Bears Beat, where we talk about Golden Bear athletics. And I just want to first say congratulations to our Kutztown football team for the best Kutztown season in history you can debate. I think it personally is. First ever Super Region Championship, PSAC Championship, first time in the Final Four. We can talk about that a little later, but congrats to them. Um, yeah, we'll take a deeper dive into uh, football a little bit later on in the show. Um, hopefully bring in our broadcast team of our, our other broadcasters that spent the entire season with us um, covering them. We'll talk all about the season, break it all down, our overall thoughts on the season, what we liked what we like to see in the next upcoming season. Yeah, maybe do some predictions. We know we're losing a lot of key players, but definitely a lot of key players coming back. Yeah, I I definitely think that Kutztown will be in this spot once again next year. That's my early prediction, but I'll I'll explain more of that a little bit later. But, James, this is the uh, weird crossover season of sports. I mean, we have football ending, which was the only fall sport left still playing. I mean, talk about a blessing in itself to still be playing December football. I mean, that's a blessing in when itself. When you're playing football in this month of December, you know you're, you've made it far somewhere. Oh, yeah, and you know you've had a successful season. But yeah, I know what you mean. Like, yeah. when you're playing football, when basketball is going on, it's, it's, a, it's, it's that weird crossover between fall and winter sports. But, I mean, we, we got as far as we could. Oh, yeah. I, it, it was definitely um, it, it was a, a tough game to watch but I mean there was a lot to be proud of I mean I was at a event yesterday um it was called the late night breakfast for housing and residence life you know I work for as a CA and Dr. Hawkinson he was out at the game he spoke to um he addressed the crowd at the breakfast and he said just the amount of um spirit community pride that was out in Colorado to support the team was unreal I mean he and we even watched it on TV here I mean you could see our 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 section of, I guess seats or bleachers. They were packed with a lot of maroon and gold. Uh, our sideline was pa- our stadium. That stadium was packed, but our side was just as full. I mean, yeah. I Golden mean, Bear fans made the made the trip. It had to be at least a seven hour flight. I mean, that's that's dedication right there. Definitely the farthest Kutzner has had to travel obviously this year and many years in the past. I know they take a trip up to Assumption the past couple of years, which is up in uh, Connecticut. Yeah, up in New England. But uh, besides that, they don't really travel outside of the state. Um, they go to Shepherd in West Virginia. But going all the way to Colorado definitely takes a toll on you. And for the fans to make that travel all the way out to Colorado really shows the pride that the Golden Bears here have at Kutztown. And I think 
obviously the result of the game was not what we anticipated, but we held our own. I think we have a lot to be proud of from this season, obviously. Just an amazing season. Yeah, no doubt about it, James. I, I definitely do think that it was a great season. We'll talk more about this a little bit later, um, James, when we could bring the other two guys in here. We'll break it all down, um, some highs, some lows of the season. Um, but, James, I don't know if you saw this, but women's basketball, I mean, pulled off a miracle. A miracle against Chestnut Hill. Did you see that box score? 53-51. 53-51, I did not see that, but what was the miracle shot you were talking about? Casey Ramolde with like with only like with four seconds left to go hit a two point shot. And that basically gave Kutztown the win on so, the road. So like a buzzer beater kinda. Pretty much. If, if there was no seconds left. But I mean four seconds, that's not much time. I mean that's that that's a lot of uh hurry up offense, I guess you would call it. I mean that's more a term you use for basketball, but for football, excuse me, but you could use that for basketball. But James, could you do me a favor? Yeah. Before we, we before yeah. we bring Mitchell in to the show. Yeah. So we have a KUR notebook. We do. Attention, KU students. Have you heard about KU Bears grant funding? The purpose of the KU Bears program is to support faculty slash student research pairs over the summer. The goals are for undergraduate students to develop the necessary skill set to become student researchers and to provide faculty members with paid student research assistance. Undergraduate students selected for the program will receive summer pay for research tasks assigned by a faculty supervisor. By assisting faculty members in their research, students selected for the program will obtain the knowledge and skills necessary for conducting advanced research in their field. To apply and learn more about KU Bears grant funding, please visit www.kutztown.edu slash UGRC and look under Grants and Sponsored Projects. This message of community interest brought to you by the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. Amazing job, James. Once again, you're listening to the Bears Beat right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. I'm Josh Tu. I'm James Munster. That happened again. We always we always run into that problem. It's okay. We're trying to bring in Mitchell guest Mitchell, Mitchell Smedley. Smedley. Yep. Mitchell Smedley, as always, trying to uh, provide his insight. Should be good to go now. There we go. There we go. There oh, we Mitch. go. Look yes, at that. I had it up a little too high. That's my bad. That's that's okay. I that always startles me though. That yeah, weird, that's a weird sound. You know, I I, I do not like that. <laughs> I I I do not like that one bit. But yeah, Mitch, out, Mitch, how you doing, buddy? I'm all right, Josh. How are you? Bit tired, not, bit uh, not bad. Not bummed bad. out, you know. Semester's coming to a close. Yeah, a lot of stress with finals, and um, not a great showing on the football field. Yeah, we were we were t- d- we were talking about that a little. Um, Josh just actually mentioned how uh, women's basketball had a buzzer beater shot for the win Did on the road. That. Yeah, so shout out to them. To them. But yeah, credit for women's basketball maybe taking a turn for the best. As I know they struggled to start the season, but yeah, Mitch is here in the studio now. I think we should jump back into this football game and yeah. really take a deep dive. Maybe we can um, do a little recap of the game, even though we lost, and but, then. I mean, it, you got to recap. Like the, well, the thing I've been saying is like you got to look sure, at the it's season, the game, but you got to look at the whole season, right? You got to look big exactly. picture. This was such a monumental success for the program. The whole season. Uh, I mean, it's the furthest they've ever gone. It's the most wins in a row they've ever had, and that all came after dropping the first two. It showed an unprecedented level, unprecedented level of. Uh, um, integrity, uh, of fight, of drive, and uh, they they really turned it around. It was you know we always talk about teams fighting through adversity. You're zero two against teams you should have beat. I mean, that's adversity right there. And they, they powered through. And what did they do? Answered the bell by rattling off twelve straight wins, four against ranked opponents, and it that's was just right. a, a master class of football for for weeks on end here for a few months actually. Yeah, Mitch, I I wanted to add as you mentioned up the school record of twelve wins in a row. This is the first episode of Bears beat following a Kutztown football loss in what twelve weeks? Yeah, uh, it's somewhere, been a while around that thirteen weeks. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're usually on here talking about how well the team played, talking about. And I win. mean, they they did play well. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. They did what they could. Yeah. But um, well, they put up seven points. You know, it's they had opportunities and um turned over in the the red zone, kind of like the Eagles last night. But thanks, we won't, James. We won't we that. won't talk about it in the NFL because we're <laughs> yeah. here to talk about Division yeah. if you Two football. Hear about that but uh, crap. You know. All right. Yeah. Tune into heavy yeah. hitters. Yeah. But uh, anyways, 
yeah, 12-game win streak. So it's been a while since we felt the loss here at Kutztown. But, you know, as we were saying, Mitch, it's been probably the most successful season in Kutztown football history. And obviously there's no, like, set record for that, but I think it's up for debate that it definitely is. Yeah, I mean, it's the furthest you ever go. It's the most wins in a row. Uh, And you did it all with a redshirt freshman quarterback. Yeah, shout Uh, out to Judd Novak coming in with probably the most pressure in the world. Like, he's starting off on a 0-2 team. Didn't start the season, you know. No. He was thrust into the role and answered the bell, man. Answered the bell. And the fact that he's only a redshirt freshman, it really is exciting for um, the whole community of Kutztown to see what he could bring for the next couple of years. I mean, And what does this do for your recruitment, right, going forward? Yeah, I mean, if I was a a wide receiver, offensive weapon, or even offensive lineman, I'd want to play for him as my quarterback. As as your quarterback. I'd want want to block for him as a lineman. I'd want to catch passes from him. I mean, he literally could be the best quarterback in the whole PSAC by next year. Sure. And and on top of that, the defense is great, too. The defense is going to recruit well as well. You know, seeing what they were able to do. They... Kept Slippery Rock to, to seven. They kept Virginia Union to, what, 14. They kept uh, Slippery Rock again to, I think, 14, 16. 16, 16. 16. 14 defensive points because two were a safety. It's like this defense is real, man, and defensive players, defensive backs, D linemen, they're going to look at this. They're going to say, you know what, Kutztown plays hard. And not only that, but if we do make the stops, we're turning the ball over for an offense that has shown that they can go win the big game for a quarterback that has ice in his veins. You know, the Judd Novak effect carries to the other side of the football. Not only is it the Judd Novak effect, but how about Super Region Coach of the Year Jim Clements? I think absolutely um, deserves when we, it. When we brought Judd Novak into this studio for an uh, interview, he mentioned how any player on that field would run through a brick wall for him, and I think that just shows how good of a coach Jim Clements is. And we see that taking a team from 0-2, it's hard to um, get them motivated to go back out on the field and play their heart out. And he really turned this team around, and he has been building this program up for years, but. As a player going out into recruitment, I'd want to play for a coach in Jim Clements who really loves his players and wants to do anything to bring success to them. So, and I think what you know, just adding on to your point about um, Jim Clements. I mean, first of all, you guys are making some amazing points. You know, for you know, f- beating four uh, ranked opponents, you beat Slipper Rock, who was ranked number fourth the first time you saw him. Second time you saw him, they were ranked fifteenth. Virginia Union, they were ranked 13th. Charleston, they were ranked 24th after that. I mean, that was probably... There are a couple games in the season that I was thinking about this today and how I wanted to address the topic. There are a couple games this season that will always stick with me. One will be that Lockheed game. I mean, 7-3 final. I mean, the... Gross. That, that was... That was... A defensive miracle. Was that the overtime game? No, that was not. That, that was the sh- that was the game. That's ah. a, that was another game that that will always stick with me. But that 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 Lockhaven game, I'll just take two seconds. I mean, yeah, I didn't we, take the trip up to Lockhaven with you. Oh yeah. man, yeah, I remember that. You should. It was it was it was a game that Kutztown turned the ball over at Lockhaven's. And no, at Kutztown's own seven yard line, only needed seven yards to get in the end zone, and Kutztown stands tall. A big time goal line defensive stand and an interception in the end zone. Kutztown, and not to mention, there was only like two minutes left in the fourth quarter when that so happened. So if Lockhaven pushes the ball into the end zone there, who knows what. We probably don't go on the run. We probably, no. don't, we probably don't make the PSAC championship game. And Absolutely. I mean. And I mean, there were a couple of stumbles in the road. I mean, you, you look at week one, week two. Um, Donnie Blaine still the quarterback against Assumption, thirty-one twenty final. Then you look at Cal U. I mean, Judd Novak only found out he was starting the game that day. what a, what a mere day. a mere couple hours before the game starts. Yep. And I mean, he performed. He performed really well. It was just one of those one of those topics that that's a throwaway game you can't yeah i mean he, he it just found out yep. yeah and i, I mean I, and judd wants that one back i think if kutztown had a had a do-over in that cal U game kutztown would handle that game easily no doubt about it this no team doubt about it everyone's expectations of even their own athletic department oh, we yeah. talked no about doubt about it here. yeah let's not get too much into that Talked about what happened here that's that's just showing how much this team elevated expectations and and making that the new standard is going to do wonders for this team, for this fan base. And it's I think, incredible. And I think adding to that point, this team brought the community together. I mean, there's always those moments in sports history that 
brings the community together. Sure. That 2021 season, I mean, the overwhelming support from the community, our our campus community, and the people town, still talk about that Hail Mary. The, I I still talk about yeah. it. I mean, that was that was probably the most upsetting moment I've ever seen in Clifton sports. For that sure. that but was then this yeah. year. I mean, there were three busloads, big buses of people going out to support them out in Slippery Rock. That's not a short drive, but. Let's talk about it, guys. What uh, eventually did this team in after all of that magic? Uh, what eventually, you know, they ran into a brick wall in Colorado School of Mines. And for me, it's it's that recruiting, right? They just have higher caliber players, uh, does Colorado School of Mines. They recruit yeah. across uh, across regions of the country. They recruit. Uh, they were talking on the broadcast on ESPN+. Plus. They, they have yep. a big pool in Texas. They have a big pool in Colorado. Other places out in the Midwest. Um you know, do, do you think Kutztown will be able to, in the coming years, get on that level? I mean, we were just talking about how um, Kutztown is going to bring in probably much higher caliber talent from the area just because they want to be a part of this football program that's just been dominating the PSAC as of recently. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we can't get much recruits from out of state and around the bordering states like Colorado State of Mines can, but there is a lot of talent in our area. Of course, Philly's around here. New Jersey always has good talent. Um but absolutely, I think our program, the way it's heading, we're definitely going to be in scenarios in the Final Four in the future. And I took a listen to the post-game conference after the Mines game. It was between Judd Novak, Tyler Worry, and Jim Clements. I listened to it. And one of the questions was, how is having experience in this type of game, like how do you build on that, learn a lesson? And Judd answered, I mean, it's great experience because once, you, once you're in that situation, you fly out to Colorado, you're playing these games, you, that experience builds you as a player and a team and I think they're going to use this as motivation and Judd even mentioned in his post-game conference I want to be back here next year and I don't want to just be here in this situation I want to win this game and make it to the championship he wants to bring a national championship to Kutztown I wouldn't put it past him I mean no we we see what he could do as a retro freshman by next year, junior year, senior year, who knows what this team is capable of? And I mean that's that's upsetting in itself. That's that's fuel for motivation right there. You fly out to Colorado, you spend what four days out there. You you fly out on a Wednesday, you stay until after the game, they, then you they fly. flew out Thursday morning. Flew out Thursday morning. My yep. apologies. Um, that's something I think should be corrected. I think they needed more time to adjust to the elevation there. I personally the, the problem. So here's the problem with that, though. I mean, I know this isn't an excuse, and it it. It shouldn't be taken into account, but you also, when you're here, you're also a, st- a student, yep. and you have you have all this preparation for finals week now. I, I mean, understand that, and I think that might have been the reason why. And I I think that you know if it was a different week, they would have went out a lot earlier. I wouldn't have even been shocked if they would have if it wasn't the week before finals. I would have been shocked they wouldn't fly out like a Tuesday. That is a good point, Josh. I didn't think about that. Um, Definitely the week before finals is a busy week. It's kind of like finals eve, if you call it. Yeah. There's still a lot of things you have to do. And you're not only focused on the football game, you have to focus on these finals. And for these students, that's not easy to do, having your mind on two things. But um, I 100% agree. I didn't think about that. They probably would have flew out much earlier if it weren't for the busy work here. Oh, yeah. And I, I definitely think that is something you know that did need to be taken into account it's an external factor there were a lot of external factors um that hopefully we will get to on the other side of this break but coming up more ku football talk recapping the colorado school minds game and looking ahead to next season you're listening to the bears beat right here on the radio voice of kutstein university kor stay with us bears beat right here on KWAR, the radio voice of Kutztown versus KWAR Kutztown. I'm Josh Tu. And I'm James Munster. And Mitchell Smedley. Yo. What's up? How we doing, y'all? So, I, talking be- KU football. Before we get back into KU, oh, yeah. KU football, I, I do have this bad habit of getting off topic. I love your promotion for your show. Thank you very much. I uh, Wall to wall, this is nothing, nothing but country. country. <laughs> You, you made that your freshman year, correct? So I made that the summer after my freshman year. One oh. uh, one nice warm uh, summer night in August. I made it at about three a.m. Three a.m. Wow. up in my attic. So because the rest of my house was asleep, and I got the urge to just, I'm going to go make a 
a show promo. promo. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just doing that. And I was being a loud mouth. So I was like, I got to go in the attic, you know, away from everyone so I don't wake them up. Yeah, I, I, I do like it. But you it, can kind of hear if you listen, like I know that story. So I know how tired I was at that point. So I can hear the tired in my voice when I listen back to it. Take a listen next time you play it. Like it'll you'll hear it. So, I, right. I, I'll have to listen to it next time. But uh I mean, look at that! This uh, Colorado School Mines game. Yep. The reason why. Yeah, let's just break it the, down. the reason. The reason. I'll start with a question to you guys uh, when we when we get into this. So the, we were just talking I do about have recruiting. A, I do have a question posed to you guys as well. Sorry right. to cut you off, Mitch. So uh, we yeah. were talking about recruiting, and we're talking about how yeah, the offense is going to get help, the defense is going to get help. Look, KU got outplayed on both sides of the football. Uh, you only score seven, you give up what thirty-five. Uh, however many you gave up. Way more than seven. Um, what do you guys think would be the focus? If you could only pick one, what do you think needs the most help, this offense or this defense? Well, I think I think that's a – it's interesting because I was looking at the total possession and it was only a three-minute a, – a th- basically a three-minute difference. In time uh, of possession? Yeah. Okay. Um, it could sound 28 minutes, 55 seconds, Colorado School Mines, 31 minutes. Five seconds. What does yeah. that have to do with the question Mitch just asked, though? He'll get. Let, let's let him build his his theory. <laughs> James, you are s- jumping just, the gun here, man. I mean, okay. looking like Kadarius Tony. <laughs> Kadarius. Uh, yeah, Mitch. How, how? I would love to know. We'll what get into th- that. Yeah, we'll get into yeah. that. Listen to heavy hitters. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I I definitely think the offense needed a lot of help. Looking at the first downs, Kutztown with thirteen, Colorado School Mines. With twenty three, that's that's a lot. Kutztown had trouble getting the ball moving, but the biggest number I'm looking to, Kutztown with two turnovers, Colorado none. Total yards, Kutztown two hundred and thirty six to Colorado's four hundred and fifty seven. Colorado was able to hit big plays throughout the day, and I'll, I'll tell you. And there's only one reason why they could hit, they could make these big bass plays, and that is just through John Matocha. John Matoka, excuse me. I mean, he is. I up. mean, Flint Shield had a hell of a game too. I mean, let's let's just. If you played on Colorado, you had a hell of a game. Oh yeah, I, I mean the the relationship between Matoka and Shields was incredible. I mean, but you can't tell me though, Matoka isn't the biggest name on that team. I mean, I'm not going to tell you, but he's a, he's I'm up. Going to ask you again, what up, do you think needs more help? Penn, uh, not Penn State. Wow, this is not a Nittland well, Lions show. Kutztown's offense or defense? If you I think offense. offense? I, I think offense, and specifically the reason why I listed off all those numbers is because offense, if they got more help, those numbers would have been a lot better. And But I think defense as well needed some help with limiting the pass yards as well. I, I 100% think our defense this year is what caused most of our success. Um, I think our, if our offense definitely had – it's tough to say. I think our team was strong on every aspect of the ball this year. I think mine's just had more talent than us that in every aspect. And that comes with recruiting, comes with in the next coming years just getting better and more talented to beat these stronger opponents out West. But coming into next year, I think we're definitely going to have to add to the offense. Um, give Judd Novak uh, some more weapons back as strong pieces like Curtis Ravenel yep. are leaving. I um, thought Makai Gibson was underused uh, throughout yeah. the season, but also in that game. Um, I think I think Gibson has some great talent. 100%. And I was going to say also our running backs, both Darrell Davis-McNeil and Jordan Davis are obviously leaving, so we need a running back to step up or recruit another yeah. young player that's going to step up. And, yeah, I don't think James Stewart, James Stewart or uh, Stephen Burkhardt, I don't think they're the guys. I think you need a dynamic playmaker like Darrell Davis-McNeil, like Jordan Davis. I yeah. think I think Steven Burkhardt is a solid player though, Mitch. I, He's a good I, backup. I, I I think the problem was he didn't get much time to really show what he had to offer. I mean he would he would get maybe a couple plays here and there, but I think if you get him in that rhythm, you know, he could have the abilities like McNeil. I think it's just a matter of giving him more time. I think that when you put someone in for only two or three plays here and there that doesn't let doesn't give them the opportunity to show what type of player they really are. I think that's. I, I think if he did get more time, he would look more like Daryl Davis McNeil. But Nothing here's a about hot his t- game oh, showed go. me his ability to be shifty like McNeil. His his ability to power through guys like McNeil does. I just don't think the raw talent is there. He would pick it. He. I'll, I'll say this though. He would pick up a, a a couple of solid first downs when they needed him. He had too. a little bit of speed, and that's why he was a kick returner. Um, 
but other than that, I, I really don't see much in the way of uh, of Stephen Burkhart. Yeah, bef- before we take a little break here, I just want to say a hot take. What if Judd Novak is actually the leading rusher on the team next year? That would not surprise probably me. Probably will be. He's been running. He's dynamic. So I think being that it's a transitional year for the, the running backs and, and that Judd Novak is only going to get better, I think it's probably likely that he's the leading rusher here. But we got to take our traffic. traffic uh, we'll be back talking here. more about this Colorado Mines game. News traffic app or go to WFMZ.com. Welcome back to... What a great traffic report. That was very... That was such a long traffic report. I am so informed now. Normally they like... Normally they say like (laughs) no no accidents on the 22... No accidents on Route 222, but it's just follow us on WFMZ. Uh, Okay. That was uh, was awesome. Wow. Did you feel informed? Very informing. I'm Jeff Bolden in the 69 News Traffic (laughs) Center. Tell me that wasn't perfect. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> I also love, I'm Steve Mittman in the 69 News Traffic Center. I like Steve Mittman. You know? Steve Mittman. I've always heard that guy right there that that's talking. Yeah, the, uh, Jeff Bolden is the, the, the usual guy. But Steve Mittman's like his understudy, you know. He's like uh, the Nick Foles to Carson Wentz. So as we were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, I, we were talking about who. When it comes to recruiting, like what are we going to, what side of the ball do we really need more help on? Offense, defense, you know. We were talking how if Judd, after losing some offensive weapons, Judd's going to need to really add a couple more players or players are going to need to develop to really take his game to the next level, even though he played amazing this season. But the defense, they were amazing this season, don't get me wrong, but they're losing a lot of key seniors. We talked about Tyler Warry, a graduate student who probably had one of the best defensive seasons for a Kutztown player in a very long time. We're talking about um, Antoine Lloyd, who had the pick six in the Super Region game. He is a game changer. He showed it multiple times this year. We're talking about Earl Voles, the biggest, probably our best defensive lineman. He he got a lot of sacks this season. Um, CJ? CJ Brown, an NFL prospect safety who made an incredible interception in the PSAC championship game so a lot of our best defensive players are leaving that's one of the biggest things I'm going to be looking forward to next season is seeing how Jim Clements can develop these young guys who who were able to sit underneath these veterans hopefully they were able to develop them um, but I I believe in Jim Clements and this program who, who just keep producing great defenses year after year and this was a problem they were worried about in 2021 as well um, 2021 was a, another big turnover of defensive weapons you graduated a lot of um, key pieces on the defensive side of the ball two I could just rattle off the top of my head Sean Turber Ortiz and uh, Togba Jalaport uh, the second I mean they were just they they basically led that defense but also too let's talk about Imani Justice I mean Imani Justice helped that defense out a lot they lost him last year but year in and year out defense keeps producing I mean and that's what I'm saying Josh I yeah and I'm just adding on to your point like yeah these players are these defensive just teams that Kutztown just keeps on producing year after year it's it's just a staple to the program and what a coach Jim Clemens can do so there's no doubt in my mind you're losing all these key pieces and don't get me wrong, these are very talented players, but I feel like the players underneath them that have been developing under them for the, this year and the last couple of years are going to really shine next year. And I think what I think playing that Colorado School Minds game not only helps these players on the roster produce, but it also gives Kutztown a lot of national exposure, so a lot of a lot of pers- perspective football players that are coming out of high school or the transfer portal know Know where we're, know where we're uh, looking to, but one of one of the biggest questions is, you know, how do we take that next step? Because we need to take a lot of steps to become a Colorado school mind school. There's no question about it. There's no question. It's just where do we take that next step? And I think I'll say this hands down: Coach Jim Clements is an amazing recruiter. I mean, bringing in some top players. I mean, it's a it's a great area to recruit from because I mean you got Philadelphia specifically. You got a lot of talent in that city. You got a lot. Yeah, you I got mentioned a... that earlier. It's mainly just the eastern side of PA. Um, if you're on the western side of PA, you're going to schools like Slippery Rock, yeah. Pittsburgh State, and if you're really good, obviously there's Pittsburgh and Penn State in the middle of our 
state. And then a lot of recruits come out of New Jersey, but not even just the recruiting side of Clemens. He's just a very good coach, and he wants the best out of his players. And he he knows how to develop his players as well. That's why he's such a great coach. And I I mean, it's just one of those one of those guys that y- you'd love to have when he turned when he when he got the job as head coach for the Kutztown University Gold Bears. He turned the program around. He yeah, turned two, two, three trips to the PSAC yep. championship, two rings. He fell up short once in 2019, and he only lost that game by two points, remember? 100%. And the only other PSAC championship before Clements was in 2011, and he was not the coach, right? No, he was not. So to really go from one PSAC championship all time in 2011 to making it an, a regular occasion, and it's almost expected at this point, It's it just shows the like how good of a program he's created. Yeah, you definitely, as a Golden Bear football fan, you know that they're going to be playing some December football. That's without question. I mean, looking at this now specifically, out of the past three years, two times they've been playing in December. And, I mean, this year they made it a step further in 2021. I mean, that the Shepherd Hail Mary but happened. But, you know, it's a, it's a team that they they will always lose players, but they'll always have people to replace them. I mean, it's a it's a it's a team that will always dominate. And I I would this is my hot take. You had a hot take earlier in the show. I have one. The PSAC specifically is a dominating conference in all of Division Two football, but the PSAC East is stronger than the West. Ah, uh, yeah, that's that's t- I think. I mean, I think and, you can agree with me. Slippery Rock is definitely the king of the West, and they definitely oh, yeah. deserve the right to say that. The East definitely has the stronger amount of teams in one division. Like Kutztown, I think you could say Shepard is a powerhouse. East Stroudsburg is on the come up. Just, e- so uh, that's what that's what I said too. I'll, I I'll think, talk about it. yeah. So I think definitely the East is going to be a much more competitive division than the West next year. And don't even get me wrong, Westchester has always been a strong team as well. Well, did you see, um, do you follow Westchester football on um, Twitter or anything? Nope. Do you remember their head coach, Bill Zwan? Do you know who that is? He's the head coach. I believe, I'm going to fact check this at the next break, but he has left the program. Their biggest leader in Bill Zwan has left the Westchester University Golden Rams. How long has he been there? A while a while but I mean he he's another winning coach I mean whenever we say a coach I think in the PSAC conference there isn't one bad coach looking at Lockhaven that's the biggest example they went one in ten last year they went five and six I think this season just like that in one season they turned it around in one season somehow they got a Penn State linebacker to transfer out of Penn State, go to Lockhaven and play for them. Not even that. They had a Bama, a Bama player transfer out of Bama, go to Lockhaven to play. Talk I did ab- not know about that. Talk about a recruiter for the ages right there. That is like the, that's like the sweepstakes right there for Division Two football recruiting, specifically for the PSAC. But, I mean, th- these – there isn't. I think it, all these points just continue to add to my argument that the PSAC is a dominant conference, and more specifically, the East is stronger than the West. I mean, you do have a fair point in saying Slippery Rock is a tough is a tough team, but Kutztown showed that they're they're a much stronger team than Slippery Rock. They beat them not only at home, but they took the fight out to them, and they and Slippery Rock still lost. I mean, that's. I I said to I said to I don't know I might have said it to you, I think winning at home against Slipper Rock is a statement in itself. But taking the fight out to them and beating them out there that's a bigger statement in itself. Yeah, that was that was an impressive win. Now, oh yeah. Now before we take our next break, I just want to preview. I think we should should name some accolades for our season. We'll we'll go back and forth asking each other questions on the season. I could ask the first one just by example. Who is your team MVP? Do you want to answer now or after our break? Team from from this season. Team MVP. Are you going to ask me who I think was the biggest rookie of the year that stepped up on the team as well? 
we'll we'll get to that. It would, it would be a combined answer, I think, if the, if the answer doesn't speak for itself. Um, the MVP of the team. I mean, I gotta go, Judd Novak. I gotta I gotta go, Novak. I mean, solid the, answer. But I actually have someone different, and you'll get my answer after the break. Wow, I'm actually shocked. James, you want a break? You got it. Is it a notebook? No. Oh, all right. That's at the 50 minute mark. Oh. We're getting there. Coming right. up, we're going to talk about our top players of the team as well. But I also would like to talk about a, a quarterback named John Matoka for a little bit. You're listening to the Bears Beat right here on the radio voice of Kutstein versus KR. Stay with us. You're listening to the Bears Beat right here on the radio voice of Kutstein versus KR. Kutstein, I'm Josh Toop. And I'm James Munster. And before we get into our top players of the season. I just, I, not even that. I just want to go back and forth asking each other our favorite moments of the season, favorite just different accolades and achievements, personal opinions. And the first question I posed to you is, who was your team MVP from this year? A gr- one of the best seasons in Kutztown football history. Who do you think was the most impactful player? I, I said, I I have to give it to Jed Novak. The- and that is probably the most favorite answer. But I wanted to switch it up. And I'm going right. to go with Tyler Worry. I Tyler think Worry. we talked over and over again, defense, defense, defense. This team this year was built on defense. And Tyler Worry was the best player on the defense side of the ball this year. I don't know how many sacks exactly he got, but it seemed like every single game he was on the other team's quarterback. He, and even if he wasn't making physical plays, he just, that presence of him in the middle of the field just caused so many um, quarterbacks to just make uh, difficult throws and cause a lot of turnovers. I think he, to me, is the best player from this season. Fair enough. I, the reason I didn't go with a, a defensive um, player was because I didn't think there was just one that stood out to me. I thought, it, that I is thought true. It, I thought as a unit they played really well as together. As a unit they played very well. But I, I, I respect that answer a lot. I do. Another runner-up that I was really thinking of was Daryl Davis McNeil. I think yeah. his veteran presence in the backfield really helped Judd develop. And he literally won the PSAC Championship game MVP. He, when the team needed to rely on him to just – give the rock to him and just carry run after run to just gain yard after yard. He 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 did it when um, Jim Clements needed him the most and when the team needed him the most. He he found ways to find the gaps in the line and he, he just scored like every single game it felt like. Oh yeah, he was one of the biggest leaders on the offensive side of the ball that brought a lot of experience, but I mean, the reason I picked Judd Novak was due to the fact that he stepped up in a situation that there was a lot of pressure in. And how he handled that, I thought, was impressive. I thought the way he handled himself was was something that would that you would see out of a junior-senior-type player. And yeah, if you watched his play, you would not think he's a retro freshman no, at all. No, and I mean, that's one of the biggest things that people say about him. Judd Novak, they'll say his name, and the second thing they'll say about him, a redshirt freshman. It, it doesn't seem like he's a redshirt freshman quarterback. He plays like he's a senior-type level quarterback. But, I mean, that's why I picked him. I mean, uh, I would say, though, Tyler Ware, that's a that's a, a completely understandable answer. I mean... What's your next question, James? What do we got? Why well, ask that one? Do you have any for me? I mean, was there a moment that you think stuck with you this uh, season? The moment of the year. Jeez. Ooh, it was an October 14th game Saturday at home versus Shippensburg. And, the, and that was just a sloppy game in the rain. I mean, me, Mitch, and Abby were on the field. It was pouring down rain the whole game. Both sides of the ball were struggling to create offense. And I was wondering, is this the trap game that's really going to take Kutztown's amazing season that it has been and just throw it away? Just not because like they were having a bad game, just because of the external factors. It was just downpouring. Both teams couldn't get anything going. It was was it? It was 3-3 going into overtime. 3-3, yeah. 3-3. Um, I, feel like that's a, I feel like that's a baseball score right yeah, there. Shippens- it really is. Shippensburg strikes first in overtime, 6-3. And then Kutztown takes the ball, and Judd Novak takes a QB draw to the end zone. And whenever there's a game-winning touchdown like that, the moment is special, and the rain coming down and every and I, everything together like that, that was probably my favorite moment, just being there on the sideline while that happened. Um, definitely one of the top moments, for sure. 
Yeah, I definitely agree with that. That was a, a solid moment for our our, our team. Um, uh, and I was, I'm sorry for cutting you off. Another audible nope, mention fun. is, of course, the the pick six by Antoine Lloyd in the Sleeper Rock game. The only thing that uh, made Judd Novak's moment a little more special is because it literally won the game. That Kutzner had to keep fighting after that pick six. I oh yeah, I mean, but um, definitely up there for sure. Yeah, I definitely think those are two great moments we have seen. Um, Do you have a moment? I have two as well. Um, the PSAC Championship, um, specifically because that was a game that Kutztown dominated. No one thought that would that it would be like that. No one thought it would ever that be is true. Third, that's not like a third. specific moment. You would say that's like your game of the year. Like that would that would be my game of the year. And like it was there a specific play or moment that you think? Oh, interception up at Lockhaven. I was not there for that game. Interception up at Lockhaven. Um, so immediately after they turned the ball over at Kutztown's own seven, just Jack and I looked at each other and we said, this is not going to end well. This is going to determine the rest of our season right here. And that interception in the end zone, we couldn't believe it. It Who, was the, who intercepted it? It was, I believe, Anton Lloyd. Anton, he makes big play after big uh, play, I'll tell you. I mean... He he reminds me a lot of Darius Slay, Darius Big Play <laughs> Slay, he, uh, and I'm not even an Eagles fan, but um, he reminds me a lot of him. And I mean, it's it was it was a play that will always live with me, simply because I mean it was just you couldn't. Because the it, season was on the line, you you were like this. No, I I correct myself. It was Justin Harris. Justin Harris. Oh, Justin Harris. It, I don't know why I thought Anton Lloyd, but that that's that's definitely the moment. That's the moment right there. That was a good question, Josh. I'm trying to think of one to come back at you with. What about uh, rookie or freshman of the year? We'll go freshman of the year. Uh, I wouldn't count. Which obviously Judd Novak would be the obvious answer, but. Technically, he's a sophomore academically. I'm talking uh, true freshman. True freshman. Okay, who do you got? You go first. So, I mean, there's a couple players. Um, the The problem with the problem with this one was there was only really one player that was a true freshman that did see time on the field. So I'm gonna go with Kyrie Butler. I mean, off the line. I mean, he was he was a force to be reckoned with in high school. I mean, out of, out of District Three. I mean, he was he was uh, the Upper Dublin product. I mean, he he came from a respectable high school, and he was a beast off that line. I mean, six one, three hundred and fifty pounds. I mean, he was he was a force to be reckoned with, and he made some big plays. I mean, he would make a lot of rushes on the quarterback. Um, and to get the experience like he did as a freshman, I mean that that's sure to help. That is absolutely going to help him a lot. And I think just what just that that experience he got is definitely going to help propel the defense. One of the main points he mentioned previously was, you know, we're going to have to recruit a lot on both sides of the ball. Kyrie Butler is going to be someone you you bring back next season. He was a big factor and he made some big plays and I don't think he ever really got recognized or talked about enough. Um, so for freshman of the year, I'm going to give it to him, but James, before you give your answer, do you mind reading another KUR notebook for me? I sure will. Thank you. From the KUR Notebook, KUR has got a lot of history behind it, from its inception as WKSC and WRKU to the reboot in 2005 to now, KUR History has got you covered, and if that interested you, go ahead and give KUR History a follow over on Instagram at at KUR History and uncover the lore behind this long-running station. This message of community interest is brought to you by the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. Josh, it is... The waning minutes left of our nine, show. Nine minutes left of this semester. It has been a long semester with you, Josh. Before we close, before we get close to closing, I just want to say it's been a pleasure it was, being on Bears Beat with you this semester. It's a pleasure as well. It's um, been my first time on air. Yeah, definitely, definitely yeah. learned yeah. a lot. Well, it was it was definitely a, a great honor. And while we're while we're taking a minute as well, this will be the last show of the semester for the Bears Beat. Um, 
we did make the executive decision to not do any shows over the break simply to just give us some time. Um, I mean, we provide every, quality over quantity. Yes. We wanna, quality over quantity. Pr- that was our that was our trademark phrase we always said, yeah. Yep. When the Bears beat comes back to you guys in the winter, we'll definitely be back in the swing of things with men's basketball, women's basketball. They'll be in full swing. and Yep. It'll be a Wrestling good time. as well. Wrestling, maybe some indoor track. We'll see. Yeah. But, James, who do you got? I think I gotta go with you. I I completely forgot about Kyrie Bur- Butler, and you you said it perfectly. He did not get enough recognition as he deserved. I remember just seeing him walk on the field. Just seeing him, you would not think he's a freshman. Like you said, he's just a, a beast on the field. He's just definitely gonna be a, someone to be reckoned with for years to come. Yeah, definitely. And I th- I think you know he he is gonna be that key piece that returns and will definitely help this defense out a lot. So. I'm going to kind of take a, a turn of things. We've seen a lot of teams come through Kutztown. Was there one player on the opposite side of the ball from an away team that will that stuck with you as, and and basically left, you know, when you were leaving this team, said, "Man, he was a great player." From a dif- from a team not from a player not on Kutztown. Yes, we've seen a lot. Definitely, that is a good question, Josh. I'll go. I'll go first. You so, go first. I so, think I know your answer. Well, it's definitely not going to be brain long if that's who you're thinking. I'm, I'm thinking s- John Matoka, the most recent game. John John Matoka. John Matoka, the, going for his second Harlan Hill Award back to back. He's going to win it. That's my hot take of the show. John All Matoka right. goes back to back with the Harlan Hill. But no, I'm thinking Chris Collier. I saw him up at Lock Haven. He gave. You gave Kutztown a lot of problems. A lot of problems. Um, I mean, he he's he, he led the PSAC for the longest time in rushing yards. He was a force to be reckoned with. And I, I would say there's actually there's actually two I'm going to go with. Um, two. So Chris Collier, um, but K.J. Riley as well. Um, K.J. KJ Riley was... No, not K.J. Riley. Um... I mean, K.J. Riley, he's going to be an up-and-coming quarterback in the next coming years. Uh, Caleb Monaco for Bloomsburg. I mean, Caleb Monaco was a force to be reckoned with. Two great running backs that I've seen this year, and they definitely have bright futures ahead of them. James, you've had some time now. Who did we I come know, up I with? Have, I have it in mind, but I can't think of his name. It's a wide receiver for Slippery Rock after being what? on the field for the— Super Region Championship. It wasn't Kyle Sheets. I think it was the number two. His number was 11. His number was 11. All right. I'm going to look it up. But why, why did you choose him? Because, obviously, Braden Long out of Slippery Rock is a great quarterback for that program. And while Kutztown's main focus was to shut down Kyle Sheets, and we know what talent he was, I just uh, number 11 just found ways to get open and, and time and time again. It just seems like he was building momentum for that offense. He was one of the main key points for taking Slippy Rock in the red zone before they would turn it over time and time again, as we said in an early uh, episode. Yeah, the reason – I'll I'll say it one more time just for our listeners that weren't listening, and the reason they lost that game was because they lost that game. Uh, Yeah, 100%. I mean, they they, they, – you know who I think think you're thinking of after doing some research – um, I think you're probably thinking of um, Cohen Russell. Is that that might be it. He Cohen Russell. If it's Cohen Russell, eleven receptions, yep. eighty-three yards. Yep, Cohen so Russell. He he was a, he eleven was a, receptions in that game. He just was getting. He was Raiden Long was just finding him open time and time again. And I just like was that quick check down pass. Exactly. That's what I kept thinking to myself. Kutztown cannot stop this guy. He's just finding ways to go open. I and I thought to myself, if if Kutztown loses this game, it's because of him just finding ways to get through the Kutztown defense. So, um. Definitely when Kutztown won that game, I was thinking to myself, wow, what heck of a game by him right there. Absolutely. I, I do think you do have it spot on. But, James, you got a next question for me. What's up? <sighs> How about we are the Bears beat. We talk all things Golden we Bear Athletics. Are, we, we, we need that on a shirt. We are <laughs> the Bears beat. We need that on a shirt. All right, so we've been talking a lot of football, the best Kutztown football season in history. How about – the best who is the MVP um of any sport besides football from the fall sports as we close out going into winter? 
Brianna Crayley, field hockey. Brianna Crayley. Brianna Crayley. I mean, she was she, the one of those players that will always a graduate student midfielder. I mean, she was one of the leading forces of that team, but also Jillian Bookman as well. That that was going to be my okay. um, team MVP. Okay, for, for, for my MVP. I, I I knew you were going to go with Jillian Bookman. That's why I didn't say her. So that's why I said Brianne Crilly. Uh Brianne Crilly, I mean, she was one of those leading forces of the field hockey team. One of the main reasons why they went so far, won the national title. Um, but I'll, I'll take a step further, and I would say the coach of the year. It's going to have to either go down between Jim Clements or Marcy Schuing. Marcy Schuing is probably one of the greatest coaches we've ever seen here at Kutztown. That, is that the field ho- hockey? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, one. She's definitely... Uh, she's definitely... Her name has to be on the ballot. I mean, but I couldn't even probably pick one to say who who would win it because there's just... there there's Those two coaches are so... They have such great resumes. Yeah, I think you got to give it to... um field hockey head coach winning the first ever national championship for Kutztown and to do it with such a young team like we mentioned we are returning basically nine of our starters she could return and she could return a back-to-back national championship next year oh yeah no doubt about it though and she even said we'll be back in this position sooner rather than later I I expect that to be true but James one final minute just a quick thank you to all the listeners for listening this semester. I mean, we kicked it back off once again. I mean, it was a, it was a great pleasure working with you. Um, I I can't wait for next semester. Um, I think there's a lot to look forward to, though. Definitely, when it comes to basketball, winter sports, and then spring will be right around the corner. We'll be talking some baseball, Kutztown baseball. Um, actually, we have a minute left. What is your outlook on the baseball season coming up? Baseball season. They're just continuing to rebuild. They got some. They got, I, I heard, I heard through the grapevine they got some big time transfers coming in. So look out for that. Yeah, I had the pleasure of meeting some of the baseball players in a business class I'm in. But yeah, it seems like they're on the, they're up and coming, and we'll definitely be talking about them in the spring semester. So stay tuned. Thanks for listening to the Bears beat. We'll see you next semester.